0: hello and welcome to another episode you are currently listening to the reality podcast another exciting day for some real
1: talk i am sabrina hana and i am wanner fariha your host of the day we have pretty important things to debunk and dive in today. Our topic was derived from the United Nations Millennium Development Goals MDGs. So before that, let us introduce you to the eight MDGs. The MDGs are a set of plans to attempt to reduce poverty and improve overall environment that all 191 UN members states have agreed to achieve by the year 2015. Recently, the UN
0: adopted Sustainable Development Goals, also known as the SDGs, which further strengthens the convergence of the development agenda. In comparison to the MDGs, the SDGs consist of 17 goals altogether and are divided into three categories. First is the extension of the MDGs that include the first seven SDGs, secondly inclusiveness and thirdly sustainability. Achieving universal primary education for children is the second goal of the Millennium Development Goals, All boys and girls must be given the
1: opportunity to
0: complete a full course of primary school.
1: English language is a fundamental step to fully utilise the schooling system here in Malaysia. Thus, we would like to point out the importance of learning English language at a young age. Oh, it looks like we'll have to take a short break. We will be right back after this small PSA for the listeners relating to the current global pandemic.
0: I'm calling you to ask you if we're holding up okay during this movement control order Since we can't go out and meet people So I think it's pretty important to look out for your mental
1: health So I just wanted to know, how are you? Hi, I'm doing splendid I think I've been coping really well When I'm stressed, I listen to a lot of music I watch K-dramas And also, um, I cuddle with my cats What about you? I've been making sure that I practice
0: self-care by exercising at home. I just on my TV, open the YouTube app and follow some cardio workouts because I feel like when I sweat out, I really de-stress myself. This is a message to remind you to take care of your mental health during these trying times and check upon your friends to see if they are okay. And remember, self-care is never selfish.
1: If you find yourself having a hard time, please seek out for help, let a close family member or a friend know or seek yourself assistance at local care lines. You can call 011-6399-6482 for COVID-19 emotional and psychological support. To start off the conversation, allow us to introduce you to our guest speakers. Today, we have Nik Alia Hanis, a UITM Shah Alam Law student who has experience volunteering with Teach for Malaysia for their Summer Taster program. She was taught and prepared to teach phonics for the children who find trouble learning English.
0: Now, we have the ever so dedicated Miss Jen Renita Binti Mapah. She loves to be known as Teacher Jen. She is a primary school teacher in Sekolah Kebangsaan Merutai Besar Tawau, Sabah. With 14 years of teaching experience, she has been awarded with plenty of recognition, some being creative and innovative teacher from the Johor Department of Education, best presenter of project papers and best creative Teachers. Showcase from the Malaysian English Language Teaching Association, also known as MELTA. She is actively involved in continuous professional development programs and holds a position as MELTA Tawao Chapter Leader. Before diving deep into the topic, here is some information we gathered from Dr. Sara Alia, a medical officer from University Malaya Medical Center, about COVID 19 and the new normal that we must mind to practice. What does COVID-19 stand for? CO is for corona, VI is for virus, D is for disease and it was found in 2019. The first cluster came from a capital in the Huabei province in China that has spread to a worldwide pandemic. COVID-19 is known to spread with human-to-human transmission via human secretion. Close contact to infected person deemed to spread of this disease. Therefore, be a responsible citizen of the world and practice the new normal. During this conditional movement control order, should you wear face mask as an everyday accessory and ensure social distancing at all times. As telework will be more common, be sure to take safety precautions online, watch out for malware attacks, use safe video conferencing solutions, and avoid spreading misinformation. Let's stay safe together. Let us begin our first
1: segment. The first question is for Alia. Why do you think there is a proficiency gap between the usage of Malay and English language, since both languages use abc why do you think there is a difficulty in learning english among children i think that there is a
2: difficulty in learning um, because ultimately english is not our mother's tongue in most households we don't really practice um, English at home there are also parents um, who are not fluent in english so that constitutes to more lack of practice moreover we can clearly Really proficiency of English uh, with the FTP education background of a person. Because, you know, those living in rural areas or even urban poor are less fortunate, so they have less opportunities as compared to those who came from an, an average income family. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, um, asking from a teacher's perspective, uh, Teacher Jan, definitely malay language is declared as the official language of the nation but english is just as important as it is widely used as a second language and taught in schools how and why does these children fall into the pit of not being
3: able to read or speak english as you compare to the malay language and also the english language there are barriers okay there are some obstacles that have been faced by the young children especially the young learners okay so from the teacher's perspective i would like to say that because of the early exposure is very important here because sometimes when we talk about the young learners the english is difficult to learn they only accept english as a subject to learn at school sometimes most of them think there is no urgent need for them to speak english language from the perspective of my pupils at school because of the nervous, the lack of motivation, and the shyness, and most of them are lack of confidence in speaking English language because there is not their mother tongue. Okay, so why this thing happened? One, it is because of the mindset. I believe it's all about the mindset of the pupils. This is where the role of the teacher could change, um, the readiness, and also the willingness. So, Alia. Uh-huh. As a university student, how important do you think uh, the English language is? Some people take learning
1: language very lightly. Do you mind voicing your point of view? I think as a university student,
2: it's really crucial to learn English because I think what more I am taking law, it will be very advantageous for me if I can speak good English and it enhances my communication skills. Mm-hmm. I also like to think that being proficient, it could give you um decent and age of a good paying job.
0: I also feel like the issue is still prominent today because children who try to practice speaking English are made fun of and are labeled as
1: mat saleh. This Malaysian mentality and culture of teasing ones who try to speak English should stop. It would only discourage them to improve. How do we encourage parents who do not have English-speaking skills to encourage
3: their children to practice it at home? For me, um, the parents um, should play the important roles at home. Mm-hmm. Okay, One um, of the ways is to uh, provide space, time and support for them in order to create um, the learning environment at home where they can expose more books in English or um, give them a kind of encouragement to watch videos in English and then to listen to radio that use the English language. Or show the example at home that they also love to learn English well. So in this
0: next segment, we would like to point out some observations that we experience real life. From my personal experience in school, I had a senior who was a world-ranked English debater, and anybody could tell that her proficiency level is top-notch. But however, she was granted an A minus for her English SPM results because the ministry uh, the ministry stated that. It was possible that she memorized her essays. Do you think that the Ministry of
3: Education puts a barrier on us? For well, that issue, I don't think so. Okay, sometimes with this special case, okay, when it is um happened, okay. I don't think that um the Ministry of Education puts a barrier on us, okay? Sometimes maybe they have um the false acceptance yeah. on that. I don't know how um, it is portrayed that way because sometimes you have to hear the what do we call the opinions yeah. from two parts. It is not simply the grades, okay. When it comes to the A minus, I think it is really can be portrayed as a written written evaluation on that kind of person, okay. It is not really become the big issue on that, yeah. okay? because um, in terms of having a well-rounded person, we have to support each other.
0: Taman Tuan Dr. Ismail Kuala Lumpur is, a, is an elite area as some might know. Based on experience and research, Kampung Sungai Pencaila is a small area located next to Taman Tuan. So, the children from that area attend school in Sekolah Kebangsaan Taman Dr. Ismail along with children from well-off backgrounds. This school practices the segregation system based off the children's rank in the batch, which separates the good English speakers and the non-English speakers. So what do you think about this and what kind of initiative should be done for schools like
2: SKTDI? I think that it is not a good idea to implement such a segregation. It is better to let the children to mix around and um, help each other instead. I think the best option would be um, for the teachers to detect as early as possible any students that is low in their studies and focus more on them during or out of class. Ultimately, it could make the students from after classes feel better about themselves. So I think that children should mix around so that they can learn from their peers.
0: I went to high school in a boarding school and for the first three years staying there, the school implemented this segregation system. And I have been placed in both the smarter and the less smarter class. And I have to say that the energy and environment in the lower rank class is very demotivating because everyone did not have the willingness to study. Good thing is that during my SPM years, The system was abolished and that bonded our batch to strive together and eventually we were placed first among all the boarding schools across Malaysia for SPM. Hey you! Yeah you, the one listening. Are you still there?
1: Hang on, we'll be right back after the break. Public Relations is one of the programs offered under the Mass Communication and Media Studies course in UITM ever since 1972. It is categorised under the centre of strategic communication. Therefore, the subjects covered in our academic cohort vast erase from writing, speaking to breaking down the tips and tricks of corporate communication, governmental management towards the public and the art of propaganda.
0: Why should you choose public relations, you say? A bachelor's degree with public relations major can lead to a variety of interesting jobs. Did you know all companies and organisations need people to maintain consumer relations or the relationship between the parts of the company? We can assure you, you will graduate with a handful of skills and experience taught by industry members to prepare you well for the working environment.
1: So, what are you waiting for? Come and join the family. For more information, visit masscom.uitm.edu.my. And now, we are moving on to the last segment, which is um, to find potential solutions and preventive measures. How does Malaysia's education system ensure the quality of teachers produced? What kind of monitoring should be done to confirm that teachers in schools
3: are teaching faithfully? One of the programmes that been famous among the English language teachers nowadays is what we call the CEFR. Okay, they have um, to give a kind of what we call the standard evaluation for teachers, whether they are going to be the fluent teacher who, um teach English in school. Okay, the CFR framework, okay, um, references gives um, the teachers opportunity to realize which level they are, okay. So, this is basically um, based on the international standard evaluation for teachers. Yes. Preschool and primary education are very important because this is when a
1: children explores and absorbs what they learn like a sponge. What kind of opportunities do you suggest for children to gauge excellent English skills?
2: I think that the kind of opportunities that I would like to suggest to for children to gauge excellent English skills is actually to make learning more fun and more interactive. During those years, their mindset can be quite abstract and they lose focus um, quite fast as compared to adults. So it is best for the class, or for the teacher, to make learning more fun and interactive.
1: For the last question, uh, for Teacher jen since Teacher you have been teaching for fourteen years, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, what are some of the challenges you face as a teacher, and how
3: do you overcome it? Okay, for almost fourteen years, I've been involved in the teaching field. Yeah. I believe the most important thing is the self motivation and also the perseverance. It's all about trying to maintain in this kind of um, challenges working environment because sometimes from time to time you will never know what really is going to be happening in the future. Positive thinking, okay, the mental readiness and ready for changes. And also the process of what we call learn, unlearn, and relearn is very important for them to understand very well.
0: Very true, teacher Jen. Just like right now, where online schools are commencing, um, teachers need to adapt to the new environment and learn how to navigate the new
1: technology. So what do you have to say about early child education, Vareha? Instilling an interest to learn English at an early age is fairly important. Make practice to get better at something is a core value of life. Parents and peers are a big influence in growing childs, Therefore, a good example must be shown for them to change negative perspectives into a positive one. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of the podcast. We would like for Teacher Jen
0: and Alia Hanis to share some of your final thoughts.
2: But I hope it will benefit everyone in every way. I really, really hope that um, people realise our country is different if you want to compare it to uh, Korea or Japan because they learn in their own language at a university level. But for us, I think better and best for us to just learn the language because according to a study I found, to expand your corporate visions, you need um, your workers to be proficient in English. You can engage with
3: other people for future betterment. In the world of teaching in education nowadays, Full of um, volatility, okay, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity It's known as, as VUCA world. So teach with lots of love, teach with lots of laughter, and then always put trust and smile to the children, and never underestimate the pupils.
1: Thank you, Teacher Jen and Alia Hanis for joining us in this episode today. We hope that the input we gave today was beneficial and an enlightenment for all listeners. The English language is widely used in Malaysia without a doubt.
0: Your skills and ability helps you to successfully function in the workplace. If workplaces are looking for employees who can speak a third language like Mandarin, then what more? English. Thank you for listening to The Reality Podcast. This series is only possible with listeners like you. Reality Podcast will be continued with more episodes with a vast array of issues and things to discuss.
2: Bye-bye!